Good morning, everybody. My name is James Langridge, and I am the president of the British American Business Council here in Los Angeles. And once again, absolutely delighted to have another live webcast event with the British American Business Council. And today we're talking about hospitality. Hospitality makes up an incredibly big, incredibly big part of our economy here in LA. And it's a, it's a lifestyle someone you know is always going to be involved in it. People love to travel. There's so much to discuss. And in the last few months, it's been turned on its head. So now is the renaissance. Now is the time for it to come back. And the question is, what's it going to look like? And so today we have three wonderful guests. We have Michael Newcomb, General Manager of the Four Seasons, Beverly Hills. We have Sam Jagger, General Manager of the Fairmont Hotel and Bungalows in Santa Monica and Jonathan Cowley of Corniche Travel. Now, Michael and Sam, I'm sorry if I just got the names of the properties wrong. I'm sure you'll correct me shortly. But before we get going here, maybe we could just have a quick introduction minute or two from both of you. Michael, why don't you start us off? Thank you, James, and good morning, everybody. I've been very fortunate to have a long career with Four Seasons, originally from the UK. I started at Four Seasons Hotel London in 1994 then uh, moved internationally to Toronto, Canada, Sydney, Australia, back to be opening general manager of Four Seasons Hampshire, then subsequently general manager of Four Seasons Resort Dallas, Texas, for four years, GM, Four Seasons Westlake Village, uh, the medical center and the hotel there, and then I've been in Beverly Hills, Four Seasons Hotel, Los Angeles at Beverly Hills on Dahini for about five years now, and it's my pleasure to join you all this morning. Thank you, James. Thank you, Michael. Morning, Sam. How are you? Good morning. Good morning, everybody. Uh, I'm Sam Jagger. I'm the general manager here at uh, Fairmont Miramar Hotel and Bungalows in Santa Monica. I've just returned here after being the GM at Mr. C in Beverly Hills for nine years. So I'm in my third week returning to the property. Again, I'm also British from the north of England, transferred here to the U.S. in 2002 with the Intrega Hotels and have worked both in uh, this city, in Miami Beach, and in Las Vegas. So I'm very pleased to be part of the panel here this morning, and look forward to getting into this. Thank you, James. Thank you, Sam. And uh, welcoming back Jonathan Cowley, board member of the BABC as well. Corny's Travel. Jonathan, this is not your first go around in one of these events. What can we expect to hear from you today? And why don't you introduce yourself quickly as well? Yeah, sure, James. Thanks very much again. It's a, a pleasure to be back again. And I'm sorry if I'm boring people. This is, I think, the fifth one that I've done with you. Yeah, I'm with Corny's Travel. Um, I run the sales and client services team here. And obviously, I'm very excited to hear from both Michael and Sam because uh, hotels are an integral part of what we do um, in the travel agency business. And we're talking to individuals from two fabulous properties here in Los Angeles that I've visited many times. And I think, you know, based on what I'm hearing from my clients, the key questions are sort of what's it look like now? What are the key protocols that have been implemented? And so I'm very excited to hear what, what they both have to say today. Thank you, Jonathan, and welcome everyone who's listening in right now. Just a quick reminder, if you are just joining us, Q&A button at the bottom of the screen, click on that, ask any questions that you feel like you want to ask, I'll moderate them, and if we can bring you in live, we should do that. So let's just jump in. The lockdown began, uh, gosh, uh, early part of March, and now we are at the 1st of July, and we're looking to reopen. 
Mike, I know you have an initiative in place, Sam. I've seen your initiative. Why don't you just kick us off, Sam, and tell us a little bit more. I mean, you're, you're three weeks in to your new role. So you, you've hit the ground running, I'm sure. So tell us a little bit more about what's going on. Well, I mean, today is actually our opening day, so our reopening day. So we're really treating this as uh, an opening of essentially a new hotel. We're, we're all beginners, but we've been drafting in the last two, three months the Accor All Safe policies and procedures and SOPs for how we can do this safely. You know, we've obviously got reduced capacities and we're leaving rooms unoccupied for at least 48 hours between visits. Um, it's been kind of interesting. You know, we opened up reservations system about a week ago and there's that initial surge of individuals which I believe are looking for a little bit of normalcy and a bit of reprieve from being quarantined for so long and yeah that is all drive market is very locally driven and we're going to see over this fourth of July weekend somewhere in the range of probably 50 percent occupancy out of the 300 rooms that we have here Um, and so the social distancing element becomes critically important Cleaning aspects of what we're doing become absolutely integral to the guest experience. And a lot of those involve, what do we do on the employee side? So on the employee side, we've gone and done COVID testing for all returning employees. They cannot re-enter the building until they come back with their negative result. Uh, We put them all through their new orientation, which incorporates all of the all safe processes and protocols from a core You'll see throughout the building, we have sanitizer stations, we have wellness check stations. We're doing the infrared cameras to do temperature checks for all uh, incoming guests and employees. And then obviously each of the rooms are, are, are meticulously detailed and they're all inspected by managers. They've, a core chose to go with the seal on the door that uh, specifies that this room has been uh, sanitized and cleaned thoroughly with uh, using the sprayers that we we acquired and the UV lighting that we acquired too. And you'll see those similar steps of service incorporated into the F&B too. So it's not just about how we can keep the rooms clean, it's more about how all horizontal surfaces throughout the building are continuously being upkept and sanitized and there's a balance between it being intrusive and it being in your face, but there's also the element of we want it to be visual so that you can see that this is happening on a go forward basis on every touch point that you may have throughout the hotel. And um, you know, the team have really embraced it. The management team have got their arms around it. The employees have been here for about a week and we've been going through trainings and mock scenarios. Um, in order to how to handle certain circumstances as they arise. And, you know, it's certainly going to put us through our paces, I think, this weekend to make sure that we do it properly, we do it well. And, you know, there's going to be other changes. It's going to be a bit of a ping pong match. You know, we're not going to be able to operate everything we've got today, maybe in a week from now, if the governor makes additional changes. So we, we have to be lean, but we have to be mindful that people are coming and they want a safe environment. Oh, absolutely. Thank you, Sam. That's, that's a great uh, opener. I definitely get the visual part. People want to know that, you know, although it's all going on behind the scenes and usually in any hotel operation, everything kind of goes on without people really seeing anybody. But um, now more than ever, I guess people need to feel something's going on. Michael, 
the spa has been a big part of your life in many of your properties. The spa in Beverly Hills is, is second to none. It's beautiful. What additional steps are you taking so you can open that part of your property so your guests can come back and start feeling fabulous? One of my other responsibilities is uh, vice president of global spa operations. And it's that piece in writing the global policies for Four Seasons uh, that's created much anxiety because of the intimacy in experience, the proximity between therapists and guests. Our approach was very similar to Sam's on the hotel in Beverly Hills. We did remain open throughout the crisis. We had a number of residents. Uh, we felt it was the best approach to just remain open almost as a condo, a residence service. And so we phased in the restaurant, we phased in coffee bar, but we haven't yet phased in the spa. We have fitness operational and we have the pool operational. We are looking to uh, do the spa somewhere mid-July to uh, 1st of August. And that's really just we continue to learn. And Four Seasons announced a global protocol called Lead with Care, their program. That's in consultation with Johns Hopkins in Baltimore. So every policy we write, we put it in front of a medical team and we say, does this make sense? We write them. Uh, they have oversight on them. And we're still learning the spa environment. Many of our spas in the US have opened for low touch and virtual treatments. That means biomeditation, chakra, encouraging outdoor spa and cabana and poolside. But we're still treading very lightly getting back into the spa experience. Not just because we consider it more unsafe, but I think given the right protection, it's totally fine. But it's not much of a spa experience. You ask the guests to wear the mask. Wears a mask and gloves is our current protocol. So it just possibly detracts a little bit from the energy. I understand. It's, it's certainly, at both of your properties, it's all about experience, user experience. So how are, what, what's the thought that's gone in? I'm sure there's a strategy. What is the thought that's gone into giving the best user experience? People want to escape from normal life, they show up at your property. How are you going to maintain those standards? What's the thought that's gone in? I'll come straight back to you on that one, Mike. It's a reverse culture. And that means the playbook that we have as hoteliers is all about getting into the guest space, meeting, greeting, walking them to the desk, walking them up to their room, sitting with them, connecting with them. This uh, pandemic makes that more difficult because of social distancing. You've seen a seismic shift to technology. User sign up for the Four Seasons app has been incredible. And that app is a global app that allows you to basically text any one of our properties, even if you're not staying there, to ask a question. And it also allows you to sit in one of our rooms and text us centrally uh, for room service, housekeeping. There is no need to uh, talk to us or to uh, pick up the phone unless you want to. And that's the thing. We have to judge what the guests want. Some guests I go out to speak to, they almost embrace you. They crave it. And others, you can feel they take a step back. And you have to read what the guests want. We have to provide luxury on an a la carte basis. In other words, each guest's definition of what they need is somewhat different. So we're learning day by day. No, it sounds like it. Yeah, that's, uh, that's a great... Uh... Great answer. Thank you for that. Sam, uh, we were talking before and 
we're talking about a lot of things despite a hotel and the property being open it's not real realistic for the for the people staying with you to necessarily go out from the property or if it is it's probably a quick trip so now the focus is going to be more time spent at location what have you what kind of strategies have you got in place because you've got a, a decent outside area at your property yeah. what what thoughts have gone into maybe utilizing some of that space for the guests yeah i think it's going to be it'll be interesting to see how we play out this weekend we've got um almost you know 50 capacity and with the beaches closed you know you're still gonna have guests that are looking to have an experience like mike said you know the protocols of being you know hands off in a sense but trying to be available should guests need your uh, the service of the hotel are going to be crit critically important when you walk around and everyone's got a mask on it's hard to see expressions too right so you don't always necessarily know through body language exactly how somebody's going to want to be approached we're fortunate here because we sit on five acres and the majority of the of the space that we have is outdoors so when it comes to social distancing you know, we have the breeze blowing through the lobby we have three entry points into the hotel the main one under the fig tree at the front then one on Second Street and one on Ocean. So all of those doors are open, which obviously gives a nice um, ocean breeze through the property. The pool area, you know, we have a, a relatively small, uh, a small pool area in comparison to the number of rooms we've got. So we've had to reduce capacity there, but we've then utilized the driveway, uh, the gardens that we have at the front of the hotel. And we've stationed various furniture, chairs, tables in order for people to be able to have places to congregate in their small groups, in their family units, um, whilst they're staying at the hotel. When it comes to interactive activities, it's a little bit more difficult because if you're all trying to practice six feet, which is what you know the requirement has us uh, adhering to, um, you're gonna have some crossover. So, create pockets where people can actually go and still receive service in a in a timely manner um, it's kind of been the way that we've focused ourselves on this you know the bungalow is not open so we're focusing all of our food and beverage offerings to the lobby lounge and to the restaurant fig so that we can adequately serve and then we have a, a whole new area which we just redid um, at the beginning of the year, the, the Jones Library area, which now has additional seating and capacity and in more pod-like areas. So I think, you know, we've got some opportunities to spread people out for them to remain comfortable. If they want the interaction, you know, we're going to follow our protocols and maintain the six-foot rule and wear the mask. But we need to get to know the guests coming through. We need to fill them with confidence with the things that we've got in place, that it isn't overly intrusive, but we are here for them and i and i think that is the key message which we're disseminating through our employee base in order for us to be the best we can be in this market uh when we're greeting these guests coming through the door this week thank you sam jonathan we're speaking with two of the premier hotels in in la as far as i'm concerned both kind of suited for their different areas in town you're you're in a travel side of thing and you're fielding interest from people who want to make bookings what are you seeing at the moment as things are emerging and reopening well hearing uh, both sam and michael today definitely is instilling confidence for me because 
I think there's this real hunger for information. I mean, our clients are all very clear. They want to understand. And I think Sam said about instilling confidence. Our clients are all saying that they want to go somewhere where they know what's going on, as in the airlines have, have done a very good job themselves where they're communicating what their cleaning protocols are, what the expectations are when you check in. So I think what, what both Sam and Michael have said today has certainly given me, me a lot more confidence. But um, some of the questions that our clients are asking us, um, the, the very basic questions such as, you know, when I check in, so do I still need to go to the desk? Do I still need to see a person? Do I need to pick up keys? Um, I know that a lot of hotels have, have started implementing these virtual keys where you can use your cell phone to open up a door. So um, those sort of things people are asking me and they're actually saying, find me a hotel that does that. Find me in a hotel that I have minimal touch points. I can use my cell phone. I can check in. I uh, can open the door. And then the other thing, the sort of very general basic questions we're receiving is, what happens when I need housekeeping? You know, what happens when I need a new towel? Can I still call down and get a towel? What's, what's the procedure? And also, I'm just very interested to hear both from Sam and, and Michael with regard to uh, room service. Because again, a lot of our clients are just wanting to escape. I think you both said that they just want to escape from the daily hall of being stuck at home, homeschooling, etc. So they just want to get to a new environment um, so a lot of them are happy with sitting in the hotel room, utilizing the facilities where possible, but having room service, being, you know, not having to cook at home anymore. So I'm very interested to hear from both of you with regard to the future of what the check-in process will look like now and what it potentially will in the future. And also what are your protocols with regard to room service and, and getting a new towel, for example, what do you currently have in place? Thanks, Jonathan. Over to you, gentlemen. Uh, who would like to take that one first? Mike, how about you? Very good question. Uh, I mentioned earlier that we were open and didn't close uh, for our residents. So we had to modify room service back in March. And we moved from the traditional China and room service cart to uh, single use items, which obviously moves away from the sustainability, but embraces the hygiene benefits of single use containers. And we would take the order packed that you would traditionally see in a to-go uh, box, take it up to the room. We would knock and there would be a single handover transaction uh, over, the th over the threshold. Or the guests sometimes would say, just leave the bag at the door and we will come up. We emptied the minibars, which are part of room service in most hotels. And we developed this sort of cart that would go around the hotel, like a happy hour cart on a daily basis. One, you could pre-order whatever you want and we'd bring it up to you. But also uh, starting at five o'clock in the evening, we would knock on the 30 or 40 rooms. We'd sweep the hotel with all sorts of goodies on this cart. And it provided uh, a little bit of humor. And uh, we got through that March-April period by doing that. And that was very well received. Now we're almost back to normalcy. We offer the guest, do they want to-go containers or China? We will do the full experience. But most guests will order via the app, the Four Seasons app, and most guests will ask that we leave the food at the door and they just wheel the cart in. And that really is our protocol, not to have the employees in the guest room at the same space with, with the guests. So housekeeping service as well. The guests will vacate, we'll clean the room and we'll do it at specific times. So a lot more strategy. And the last point is about the key 
We are not quite there yet. We have the technology, but for PCI reasons, for protection of guests, personal data and credit card information, uh, we're not quite yet at the key on the phone from a four seasons basis, but we will physically take your keys to curbside. There'll be someone there ready with the keys in an envelope or we leave them with the doorman. That's very common. The guest arrives and we ask them to see the doorman and the doorman hands over the key packet and they're on their way to the room. All the formalities are completed via the app or via email. So yeah, we're moving it. All the options are there. We're, we're very, very close to having uh, zero contact really if that's what the guest wants. Thanks Mike. How about you Sam? You know, we're in a very similar position. You know, uh, Core's technology platform through the Intelity app, is, we're almost there. I think probably in the next 10 days we'll be, we'll be ready to go for contactless check-in. For now, for this week at least anyway, we will definitely still be sanitizing keys and providing the guests either through the front desk or through the bell as well. It's funny, you know, one of the things from a luxury hotel standpoint is we want those touch points and we want people to check in at the front desk. And now we're going to the other extreme of that where there's going to be no contact. And so, you know, the hotel industry as a whole has been migrating towards that in various different levels, be it luxury scale or mid-service to try and make it more efficient for the guests. So uh, I think this has accelerated that uh, option to guests, even if they're coming for a resort experience or a, a city experience. And so we're going to learn very quickly how we can do that better uh, we can still be available through text messaging for the services you want. So if you do want that towel, like Jonathan said, they can certainly ask for it that way, or they can call down for it if they wish to utilize, you know, more traditional methods of communication. We intend uh, as a core, a core policy, uh, rooms will be serviced every third day, but on check-in or prior to arrival, you could say, I want service every day and I want turn down every day. And we will provide that. Uh, as long as you aren't in the room. So that's how we're kind of managing that piece. Uh, we similarly remove mini bars from the guest room to reduce another touch point or emptied the bars rather. And we're really doing either grab and go or we'll do delivery in plastic containers for the food for room service right now. We haven't migrated back to China. And you know that's a thought for a little bit further down the road, maybe in the next month or so, depending on how um, our experience goes with the delivery and execution of that in-room experience. And, you know, I think we're all kind of just trying to grapple with what's the best way to achieve the results we want. And the guest is going to ultimately provide us great intel and feedback on things which we could potentially do a little bit better or differently. And then we'll hone this experience over the course of the next, you know, 30, 60, 90 days, I think. Thank you, Sam. My, my follow-up to that is, it's an opportunity for innovation right now and it sounds like certainly both of you are embracing uh, technology more have you had to beef anything up behind the scenes have you had to make any additional job positions available for people to work in a technology space at your locations you mentioned using the app mike and, and sam as well we're going for this touchless contactless solution here what else have you had to change behind the scenes to get there mike it's interesting. We know it's been a downturn. We know the occupancy has been affected dramatically for the industry. The other part of our mandate and consistent across the brand is that every property has had to appoint a hygiene officer 
and this either is an existing manager who's gone through uh, training or someone who's come from another property within Four Seasons family or newly appointed and uh, they're independently trained extensive audits and self audits as to our compliance so when you talk about beefing up I see two departments security who run a lot of the protocols on screening and the pivot to appoint a hygiene officer on every Four Seasons hotel that drives the training. So we're opening up the Kalina patio tomorrow night as part of our restaurant experience. We were opening, we had opened just the informal section at the front. Now the employees come in four to five days before, socially distanced classes in person, extensively driven by the hygiene officer. Uh, we have a certification process, COVID-1 certification, and then they move to COVID-2 as we develop new policies. So it's very, very detailed, very stringent. Yes, it's for customer, but also the internal customer is our employee. And we also have to create this environment. They want to come back to work. And that has been a challenge for some of the smaller restaurants and chain hotels who perhaps don't have the muscles that maybe Four Seasons do and Fairmont does. That's a great point, Mike. Sam, and same question to you as well. Have you had to beef up any of resources behind the scenes? I'm guessing possibly similar to what Mike is saying. Yeah, I don't think it differs that much. I mean, security is a, is a key component because they're doing the wellness checks on the employees. And, and you have a bigger property there as well. Sorry to jump in. You have a bigger layout, so there's more ground to cover and more area to monitor, I'm guessing. Absolutely. And, you know, we're a very locally driven property too. So even... Since we opened the doors today, a lot of local traffic through the hotel. So security is a, is a key component. They have the added responsibility of heading the health and safety committee process. So in, enforcement of those policies and procedures that we have so that both the employee and the guest can see and feel safe through the experience at the hotel. And, you know, I think ultimately we've had to redesignate how people are answering the technology component we've put in place. So, you know, who's answering the texts and how quickly are they responding to those and how's that getting disseminated? Even though that technology has been available and has been used in the past, it's going to be used at a different rate and we're going to have to be able to respond quickly to those. And so we've done similar training and investment in training to make sure that we can cover those bases. We've had employees brought back as soon as two weeks ago to go through this rapid training process so that they can get familiarized with the health plans because there's a lot of information in there, a lot of detail in it. And we have to do that on a daily basis so that they can really get to grips with these are all the steps we have to take in each process that you're going to do as you walk through the hotel so that they're as familiar with this plan as we are. Right? It's not just for a management company or for the management team to be the drivers. We need everybody to participate in that. Thanks, Sam. Jonathan, I think you had a question. Yes. So both uh, Michael and, and Sam, obviously the airlines have been operating a little, little longer than the hotel reopenings. And we've seen some interesting changes. Obviously the airlines, majority of them have had to block seats, the middle seat, which reduces capacity <laughs> significantly. Although yesterday American Airlines did um, advise that they're going to stop blocking seats. Delta, I believe, through the end of September will still uh, keep their 60% cap on seating. But one of the questions I, I have for you is, you obviously are 
having similar challenges, you have to only allow housekeeping in 48 hours after somebody's left, for example. That's, that's I think, one of your policies. So how do you see pricing in the future? Uh, because certainly from an airline perspective, due to the reduction in capacity, we are beginning to see that certain routes pricing is significantly higher than you know we're used to. I know there's probably no straight answer here, but, but how do you see pricing in the future based on your current position where you have to uh, keep rooms closed for a certain period? Are guests going to say, you know, we're noticing a, an increase in pricing or is it going to be similar to what they're used to? That's a great question, Jonathan. Who'd like to go with that one first of all? How about you, Sam? Yeah, I can take that one. I think right now it's a question of, you know, supply and demand. You know, there isn't a great deal of demand in the market as you know, testament to this coming weekend, you know, we'll be running at 50%. And then as we look to the weeks after that, you know, we're in you know, the high teens and low 20% range. And so, you know, there's a little bit of grappling for market share. I think the one thing which I'm always very conscious about and very aware of is big price fluctuations are not helpful for the luxury hotel market as a whole. And we're trying to uphold a certain standard and delivery and execution. So you're not going to see major fluctuations from what you've been used to in the past. In fact, a lot of that pricing model will remain probably very similar to pre-COVID. As we kind of start ramping up and see how we have to manage these new post-COVID challenges, there's definitely going to be slight price increases, but that's going to have to come with a vaccine probably to normalize occupancy levels. You know, we were one of the first hotels to support all of our employees when they were furloughed for healthcare coverage with the union. So, you know, we've been extremely supportive through that and the cost basis on that for the hotel alone, just with a single asset is considerable. Um, but we believe that, you know, by taking these steps and investing in our people, the cost basis now is, is, is high, but in the future is really going to help us normalize what pricing should look like for the luxury segment. So that's kind of where we're headed with it. But right now, I think, you know, you're not going to see major fluctuation. Right. Thank you. Mike, anything on that? I echo what Sam said. A good example. Sam's just opened. I was in a smaller group of hotel rooms that were open in June and a much smaller group in May. But supply and demand, I, I, I think not just Sam has opened this weekend, but at least two or three other large hotels in Santa Monica have added to availability. But hotels of similar size, I won't comment on mine specifically, but during this downturn, it would not be uncommon that hotels are burning between a million and $2 million to remain closed a month. When you're supporting payroll, supporting mortgage, supporting tax, it's a big big number. And what it means is that this hit has been not just short term, but on the, uh, our vision for the next six months, it's going to remain at sort of 25 to maximum 40%. A lot of us need that international market, or they need baseball teams or NBA, or large groups or filming in LA. All of these are uncertain. So I think occupancy will remain low. But I don't think the answer is you're going to see massive price cuts in the short term. I have a follow-up on that, and thanks, Michael. But one of the things I'm very keen to hear about is what your current protocols or policies are with regard to flexibility. So I'm a guest. In the past, you had 
a certain period you had to cancel the reservation before you know you'd be charged for the one night has that changed as a result of uh, the current situation certainly for us it's very difficult to enforce something one of the biggest burdens for uh, similar hotels to ours has been a lot of the pre-book stuff so one we personally wouldn't enforce aggressively no shows i mean sympathetically if a no show was saying uh, you know that they had a covid related issue it's just not enforceable you have to flex but also if you're seeing meetings and weddings cancel q4 or shift there is quite an obligation to return a hefty amount of pre-booked deposit from a hotel's books as well and that is often under reported but that is another issue that's going on in the in the background that people are canceling further out and that puts a strain on on some businesses for cash flow and when you're paying back and you've got short-term losses and refunding in the six-month window it's uh it's a bumpy business right now but there is optimism i think we get through the next 90 days and then we can start to build our confidence back up thanks mike yeah that was a tough one to answer appreciate you jumping in on that Sam, uh, this one's for you. Today, we're, we're expecting an update from Governor Newsom around about lunchtime. Everyone's bracing for something. Who knows at this point? Day one million of lockdown. So anything could happen in the next 24 hours. What are, your, what are you preparing for? Well, it's difficult. I mean, clearly, the, the, the number of cases now is growing exponentially. And you know, the predictions are not, not exactly uh, very wholesome. But, you know, I would predict he's going to you know, make some new executive orders, probably by region. Um, it won't necessarily be blanketed, but it may be rollback of gyms and potentially spas and hair salons. But, you know, I'm just guessing. I, I really don't know what, what they're going to do. There are, there are more intimate environments, such as a spa, which is difficult to provide the experience that you, know, you would be used to. And it's impossible to not have close contact in some of those treatments. So, you know, the reduction of services obviously goes hand in hand with that. But, you know, we're, we're going to have to play a bit of ping pong. I mean, if we have so many services available and then they're reduced down because of executive orders, then that's going to have a change in the way we schedule. It's going to have a, a change in the way that we look to another reopening date of a certain outlet for the hotel. But we just have to be nimble and we're trying to well, I wouldn't say we're trying. We are being extremely transparent with the workforce so that they understand that we're all in this together. We're going to flex. We're going to give you as much information up front as we possibly can so that we're engaged with you on a, on a daily basis. And that's the internal piece because there's livelihoods, families that need to be taken care of. And then on the consumer side, it's really about being able to provide current information about what's is what is available at the hotel and so it's hard to predict isn't it so uh, that's the, the difficulty here. totally i get it it's not all doom and gloom though but i don't want to just focus on that you guys have two of the most fabulous properties in town i know them very well and i've had wonderful experiences my family has had wonderful experiences i'm sure many people listening in have had wonderful experiences it's all about fun. We need some fun back. And it, right now it's tough and I get it. I totally understand. So when, I'm not gonna say new normal because I know that drives everyone nuts, but when we get through the next 90 days and there is some kind of 
normalcy back. How are we going to bring the fun back? For example, Mike, Four Seasons Kids is a huge part of the brand of Four Seasons. What can we expect? How can we bring the fun back? Because people are excited to get out. They want to come visit. What's the long -term, longer term strategy? And, and I was listening to Sam and I, I support his concerned uh, short term. The governor will have to act today. Uh, I suspect it will probably be more punitive than we expect because of the numbers. But, you know, every business like ours has plan A and then we have alternative strategies. So we're ready for a rollback. The end game is to get to stability next year. These businesses, these big hotels, are these are long-term businesses. So the short-term is just a minor setback, but the long-term goal remains the same. Fun in our industry is getting that relaxed experience, taking a load off the guest and really getting them into the environment they want. There's a reason they want to travel, and that's because people have been on lockdown for 90 days. Phase one is just to get them out the house. Communicate where they tell us what they're looking for. Isolation in a hotel is an escape for some people, but with the opening of Kalina uh, Patio, subject to any other announcement today, uh, we're putting a guitar player in this weekend. We're opening up the pizza oven again. We're trying to really, you know, create that customer experience that you can feel relaxed. We've cleaned up the patio. We've got sliding roof on the um, on the seated section, so people do want the fresh air around them and they want to feel safe. Zero compromise on safety and 100% focus on understanding what the customer's looking for. If someone wants a table 60 feet away from anyone else dining, but they want to feel like they're out, we'll make it happen. And it's really interpreting what everybody wants. And it is the old adage, one man's meat is another's, another man's poison at the moment. And you have to read the customer. So that hasn't changed. That's what ourselves and Fairmont have done so well. For many years but we're really having to look behind the mask now we don't get the opportunity to see a smile or a grimace we have to look into the eyes and that's our focus at the moment the eyes are a win are the window to the soul apparently that's go. what i've heard how about you sam i mean the fairmont is known i mean obviously you're down with the bungalow at the moment that's a huge part of the local community and well-known part of the property what are you doing to bring some fun back because everyone wants to know, everyone's excited about that. We're social beings, right? And part of your travel experience is to socialize. And so when we're interacting, it's, it's all about reading the guest and trying to have some fun with it. There's definitely a seriousness to the safety programs, but I think the first wave of people coming through, the first 20% of guests that we're going to see are going to be a, a little bit more liberal. They're going to definitely be a little less concerned and that's my personal opinion. You know, the more conservative individuals who are more worried about the safety protocols that are in place, I think are going to reserve judgment for a little while. They probably won't come out for another 30 days, another 60 days. So how we embrace that first group, how they take away the experiences here at the hotel that are not only interactive, but they're done in a, in a, in a certain safe way. That's really what's going to propel other people to feel like travel is a safe way to go. And so we have to make that bit fun and have to make it a little bit dynamic. And I think we'll be successful at it and we'll see how the rest plays out. Absolutely, thank you. Jonathan, I think I'm gonna give you, got one more question and I have one more question. And then I think we're gonna, we'll wrap things up. Jonathan, time for a quick one. 
Yes, certainly. I mean, I um, I miss certainly all the events that we've had at both your hotels. I mean, they're, they're both fabulous properties and uh, look forward to getting back as soon as possible. But one of the things that I'd be very interested to do um, is I've actually been working from the airline perspective. I've been out to LAX a number of times to actually see what they're doing, as in looking at the protocols. Because I think a key way we can support you from a travel agency side is that we need to communicate to our clients what you guys are doing and saying, you know, we've seen it firsthand. Gone are the days where you want large groups of people touring your hotel, obviously. Uh, but I'd be very interested on an individual basis at some stage, just coming in to have a look at what you guys are doing so that I can firsthand explain to our customers the protocols that you have in place. And certainly right, I did that with, at LAX and it was very reassuring for me to see hand sanitizer stations everywhere seeing the plexiglass uh, windows up at check-in at the gate, and then just seeing how they're, they're managing the social distancing. For example, the airlines are putting these little dots on the ground. So you stand on this dot and you don't move to the next dot until that dot has been vacated. So uh, I'd just be very happy to come out and have a look at your guys' operations in the not too distant future and, and, and help communicate what you're doing because we have a local market, as you both have said, we have a lot of locals who have a break they have a, a, a mini vacation by coming to your your properties and that's my plan in the future is is you know staying a little more local but it's still getting away from our normal slog of homeschooling and, and working from home so i look forward to you know coming out to see what you guys are doing in the in the near future we'll have to mix it up and do it between we'll go monday night for the pizza night of kalina you got it, uh, got it. developed by michael that's a wonderful evening and then we'll swing over 5 p.m for the best happy hour, one of the best happy hours in town at the Fig at the Fairmont. How about that? We'll make it all work. Fantastic. You guys work in an industry that people love. And travel, um, travel broadens the mind. It's just such an important part, and obviously two fabulous properties as well. We've been in some form of lockdown for several months, and we've had a time to reflect, I'm sure, on, on things to do with us personally, in business, and in life in general. For everyone listening, and I ask this question to every time to all of our guests, if you could give them a minute or two of your outlook, maybe your positive outlook for what the future is going to be like, we'd love to hear it. And Mike, I'd love to start with you on that one. Yeah, I was reflecting with someone the other day. We know the effect on well-being. We know the tragic COVID count. And we know the death toll. And my heart goes out to everyone affected by that. But if you are looking through a lens of positivity, all of us have been running around with no time for each other. We've had our head in a cell phone and there's been an enforced reset. And certainly from my perspective, having the opportunity to occasionally work remotely, to spend more quality time with my kids, I really hope that I don't lose those new learned skills. I think I've been a better dad during this downturn and really enjoyed it. I, I have had to embrace more those responsibilities. And that's from my perspective. And, you know, it's really underlined the importance of family and community. And I think, I hope that we can be a nicer society in terms of supporting each other. This divide, and I, I, I'm not political, but we all need to come together. There's a certain split in the way we operate 
And I think, you know, this has to be science driven to recover effectively. And I do hope this sense of community and support and understanding is uh, so valuable to getting us back on our feet. So that's my own sense of the things that I take away from this. Well said, Mike. Thanks for that. How about you, Sam? Yeah, I mean, we'll never, well, hopefully in our lifetime, never have such a, an opportunity, if we look at it through that lens, to spend so much time with family and your kids as a whole. I mean, this is very, very unique. And like Mike said, you know, I've had the opportunity to work remotely through this uh, whole time period. And only since I've thrown myself into this new job of, you know, I've, I've been here every single day at the hotel, really just preparing, getting things ready. But look, you know, I think we've, we've all come to realize that there are a lot more things important in our lives than just the nine to five and, and working through what, what we feel is the most important thing in our, in our lives, which is our job. Obviously, it sustains and supports our families. But at the end of the day, you know, we have to divide our, our time and do it a little bit more accordingly. It gives me a lot more sense for our employees, too. You know, I'm of the fortunate few that have remained employed through this time period. And an awful lot of our industry, that is not true. And they've had to struggle. And they've been through a lot more heartache than I have been through. And I recognize that. And so as we welcome those individuals back into our family, uh, for them to restart and open this hotel with us, I have a different approach and a different sense for how important all of those individuals are and that we need to spend time with one another. We, it's not just an interactive process. It's a real get to know process. So we're going to invest more time. The management team here will invest more time. I'll invest more time in, in those two things collectively. And I think we can just all be better people to one another. So that's my positive outlook. I think we're all going to change to, to the good here. Thanks, Sam. That was great. Thank you for that. Jonathan, I've asked you this question before, but I'm going to ask you it again, just because you're here and I would be rude not to. Give us something good. Yeah, well, I think it's very encouraging. 2021 is, is looking great. We're definitely seeing a, a significant increase in inquiries and actually firm bookings for all facets of, of the industry, flying, hotels, even cruise lines. We are seeing people booking further out. And also, there are some great deals to be had. And I think it's important for people to know that, you know, we want to get everybody back out and enjoying themselves and having the fun that you keep mentioning. Uh, but it's very encouraging to see that um, bookings, certainly from the beginning of next year forward for us, we are seeing growth nowhere near the level that we had pre-COVID-19. But we are also seeing, you know, as I, as I mentioned earlier, a, a local market where people want to stay locally and certainly even before COVID-19 my wife and I used to take the kids some weekends to Santa Monica because we live out here in Whittier and Santa Monica to us is a is a vacation Beverly Hills Santa Monica is, is a true vacation so just saying to, to everybody on the call today and our, our membership give it a go go and stay in Santa Monica or Beverly Hills and be pampered and enjoy yourselves because let's face it we all deserve it right now thanks Jonathan uh, I guess my take on it is to hang in there. We've got this far. We've survived the, the hardest days and we're nearly there. And also, you know, I, I have children and spend a lot of time at home. I'm at home today. And it's that sense of gratitude for the things that we have rather than the things that we want. 
because we all want something more than we have usually that's just how life seems to work and then when you stop and take a second to look around and realize what you have it's been it's been an eye-opening experience and a great experience and and sam like this right i don't think we'll ever have this we won't we'll never have today back we'll never have this time back so might as well make the most of it gentlemen thank you so much for calling in today greatly appreciate it everyone listening as well thank you and to those who will be listening after this recording my name is james language i'm the president of the british american business council this has been a hospitality webinar we've had our wonderful guests mr michael newcomb four seasons mr sam jagger fairmont hotel santa monica and our, and our own wonderful jonathan cowley of corniche travel gentlemen thank you very much for joining us thank you james. thanks james thank you Thanks, everybody. We'll speak to you soon.